Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Everybody, welcome to Hobby Addicts, episode 216. It's good to be here. In an increasingly hot summer, Mitsugi's here with the two, with the MMs, the fantastic two, <laughs> twosome. We have Mandy. I believe she would be. I just feel like Mandy. Green's my favorite color. Okay, I'll, so. all right. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna go green. You know, here we go, Mandy, the green M、M&M. and M. What's up? <laughs> Hi, I'm、uh, excited to be here, and、uh, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of relaxed today. I woke up feeling kind、Good. of gunky, so I don't know. Well, hopefully, I'll get some energy later on. <laughs> Relax is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But gunky, that's kind of bad. Yeah,、that's、my like, throat the, isn't feeling great. That's the antithesis of gunky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, you like、And、those Genki girls? No, I like those Gunky girls. Gunky girls? <laughs> Ew, that sounds gross. gross. <laughs> I, I don't know what color Eminem Mason would be. I'm just going to guess. I, think, I feel like Mason would be like an, like an unconventional color. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go blue. Ooh, blue the、M&M? saxophone boy, right? Isn't he the saxophone one? I'm not sure. He's, he's the new one. He came in like、mm. late in the game. So. I think he's got some cool sunglasses. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank、All、you.、Right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> And、uh, we are here with you. We got, a little, we got a wide variety of things here today. I'm going to talk about what it's like going back to the gym and feeling like your body's destroyed. I just don't have a lot. You know, I've been playing my hospital game, didn't do any hiking.、Um, I am moving out of my apartment here in September, but we'll talk about that later. Mandy's got, a, I think, a whole bunch of more games to play, including Pokemon Cafe, which people are going to be really, really interested to hear about, I'm sure. And then Mason walking around a closed city and 100 years of solitude. So, Heck yeah. Is that a game as well?、Uh, not this week, it's not. Oh, oh, okay. Anyway, I'll just go first because this isn't going to take long. So, got back to the gym、um, this week. They opened up 24 hour fitness. They, they didn't go bankrupt. I thought they were going to go bankrupt. They said they might.、Um, they had to close about half the, half the locations in Denver. But most of like, the nicer locations are still open. And they got a lot of like, protocols you kind of have to go through. They have an app, and you have to go on the app and reserve a time. So you, they give you, you know, you say, I'm going to、oh, show up at 5, I'm going to show up at 6 30, whatever. And then you basically wait outside with, like, a group, with like, a group of people while they go in and like, chlorine gas the whole building. Like,、uh, as I leave every day,、um, there's like, people walking around with like, these huge spray bl- like, These, these giant canisters, and then like these, it almost looks like they're spraying for like termites or something. But I know they're just going around and just dousing everything with it.、Um, so every hour they go around and they clean everything, and then you come in, and they, they only give you an hour in the gym, which, and it's actually a little less than an hour. And I'm going to be honest, it's not enough time. So I don't know how long you take in the gym, Mason, but an hour is not long enough for me. Um, it, it would definitely not be enough if I were to like get there and then start my workout and then my stretching. Like, I would、oh, want to do that all of that before. And my gym around here will open up on July 1st. So I'm envious and very interested in how your facility is handling it because I am eager well, to get back. 
it's pretty much just do what you want in the gym. Like, like you're supposed to clean things when you're done with them, um, which is really you're supposed to do that anyway, but no one does it. Um, and they just have like an extensive cleaning program they do every hour. So I don't know what kind of, what kind of cleaning products are using, but it looks pretty intense. Um, and, uh, that's it. But like, yeah, an hour is not enough. Cause you know, normally I would like get in there. I change my clothes. I'm not really in a hurry. I do my workout and the, li- the weights takes 45 minutes or something. And then, you know, if, if I do, if, if I'm cutting, which I seem to always be cutting, I still am. Um, I'm on the treadmill for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then, yeah, I ideally would do some stretching or some core work after that. So it normally takes about an hour and a half, but you know, so I'm rushing around sore as hell. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I don't think I've ever been as sore as I was yesterday. I was so sore yesterday in my legs that I was worried I hurt myself. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the good girls. Have you heard of good girls? It's good uh, girls like and- where you sit down and uh, open up your hips and close them. It's for your adductors, yeah, on yeah, your, your inner yeah. thigh. And um, so apparently that's supposed to be good for your back. So I've been doing adductor work. and um, So dude, I think, obviously not a doctor here, I think adductors, which is are the quote-unquote good, good girl exercises, are yeah. kind of overdeveloped in a lot of people, and you want to do the abductors, which is the quote-unquote bad girl, where you open up your hips. Ah, I see. Yeah, I mean, you could be right about that. For people that don't know, like if you stick your hand on your inner thigh and feel that really big tendon in there, like that whole area is your adductor, right? So, you know, I sat down, I got, I was like, I was like, oh, 100 pounds. You know, I couldn't, it's like I can't even feel 100 pounds on adductor. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Um, it's just not a hard exercise. And then it's like, okay, I'm like 140. I can't, still can't really feel it. I, I end up going up to like 220. And it only, like the machine only goes up to like 280. I just have like giant legs. And, um, and I could still do eight reps at like 220, and I'm like, I mean, it was challenging towards the end of it. But and yesterday, dude, I could barely walk. I couldn't. I could barely walk. I was like, I hurt myself. I'm injured now. Great. Um, you know, I, I did like the butterfly stretch where you put your feet together and your knees down, and it's just yeah. agony, agony. I mean, just unbelievable. And I'm like walking funny. I can't crouch down. Can't do anything. And then today, I feel much better. So I'm, I'm already healing up. So that's good. To, my calves are sore and my uh, my butt is a little sore still, but boy, it just feels good. Although I'm Mitsugi out here walking around like a cowboy in the snow. I'm telling you what. Although my girlfriend, who knows way more about exercise than I do, um, she's like, you know, basically like a trainer. Um, is apparently being sore is not a good thing necessarily. So being sore can just mean that you worked your body too hard, you tore too many muscle fibers, and you, um, you know, you could have set yourself back by like a week or two by, by going too hard at it. And I didn't know that. So I guess it's not necessarily a good thing, but I always thought it was just like, Oh, your body's not used to the workouts or whatnot. But apparently according to her, it can also not be a good thing. But in any event, good to get back to the gym and, um, boy, it's good to bench press, you know, but of course COVID would happen right as about right about the time I'm getting towards like my max. I'm not great on bench press. Like my max I've ever done is like 250. And that's like ever, um, mm-hmm. like one, one rep. And I was, I was doing two thirty pretty easily when COVID kind of hit. And, and then I, I, I didn't take it past one eighty this last time. And I was like, okay, like, I could but still you do, easily do it, which is safe. I could still do one eighty. Well, I'm not going to do two thirty without a spotter. Um, and I could do one eighty like five times. So it's, it, it's, it is and what two thirty was your one rep max. You said, I don't really know what, what my one rep max was. Cause I started at like, 
you know, one eighty. What were you doing two thirty with fives? Just one rep. Okay, so then let's say your max was two forty, and if you hit one eighty five for five, you're at least two hundred. So let's say hypothetically worst case, you dropped maybe forty pounds on your bench, which That's isn't too lot. bad for being out of wow. it. Wow. for that seems long, like a, seems like a lot to me. We'll we'll find out. A couple weeks here, maybe I'll test it. You know, when I'm a little bit more used to things, but it's um. It's pretty crowded in the gym. Um, it's probably about half the people that are normally there because they do book out on the app. The app is there to make sure that the, that people aren't coming in just in droves, mm-hmm. you know. And um, people, although I will say people don't really seem to be taking a whole lot of precautions in the gym. Like, it's not that shocking. People don't want to work out with a mask on. So even though they are cleaning everything, I would say that mask usage is probably at about 20%. It's not not all that prevalent, so I don't know. I don't know how it'll be where you are, Mason, but I just don't think people want to work out with a mask on. So, so I'm reading the I rules of my gym's thing, and they say that they are not requiring the use of face mask while actively yeah. working out, but wear them like going through common areas. So, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So that's just every every place has different rules. Denver is really relaxed. Like I went to a mall today, a mall. So, anyway, we're getting off topic though. But the malls are the malls definitely have a lot of rules. So there's there's it's a little people are definitely wearing masks at the mall. Um, that's about it, guys. So I didn't do a whole lot. I'm just playing my hospital game. It's just a bizarre game. They keep adding. They're still adding things to it. It's it's pretty in, pretty in depth. But that's about it, really. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just getting more and more excited for PS5. I want that bug snacks. Mm. <laughs> That bug, that theme song is pretty, pretty catchy. So, all right. Well, well, why don't we jump to Mandy? Cause she's got all these games and I know that's why people are here. So, (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. They're here for the games. Yeah. All these are probably won't take very long to talk about too. Cause they're all pretty small, tiny games. Um, I talked about death and taxes last week and I finished that and it was pretty cool. I thought it was a really interesting game. I kind of want to replay it again and see if I can get a different ending because I got a pretty good ending. So, um, but I'm curious what would have happened if I had played it like either being rebellious or huh. um, maybe either killing too many people or letting everybody live. I'm curious what would have happened. You want the bad ending? <laughs> yeah, I do want the bad ending. I want to see what happens because I got a really good ending and I avoided a catastrophic um, like extinction for humans. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, I also got a uh, mask that changes my face into a cat face it i was like a cat boy grim reaper and that was the best thing ever <laughs> so i went from a cthulhu to a cat boy and it, i was just so happy <laughs> so i kind of want to play it again and see what else happens but um yeah that was interesting i do recommend trying out that game if you either get it in a bundle or um i'm not sure how much it is on steam let me check that real quick because I, I don't know if um what price they have it up as if that's what i would pay for it um Death and taxes. It's always oh, only eight dollars. So yeah, I definitely recommend it for eight dollars. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. Next, I did play the new Pokemon Cafe Mix game on mobile. I played it on my iPhone, and um, I know it's also on Switch. And I don't know, it's a free game. And they did announce it recently when they had they announced like the new like 
to like teeth brushing game for kids for uh pokemon themed where you get to like it's like an ar game you like kids can use it to encourage them to brush their teeth alongside pokemon <laughs> and then they announced the new pokemon snap game and then they just released pokemon cafe mix and it's a uh, it's a very it's a really cute puzzle game um, you basically run a cafe for Pokemon and you have, you start off with your little helper Eevee and it has a really adorable, um, art style to it. Like, uh, the whole cafe is really adorable and everything that you serve is Pokemon themed. So you have like Doug Trio sandwiches and you have like a, um, Eevee looking kind of, uh, what was it? It was like a, um, kind of like a milkshake i think it was to clarify are these sandwiches shaped like doug trio or yes sh- sandwiches with doug trio innards and meats and no. like oh, <laughs> I, mm, I love me some doug trio actually i don't even just know give me a doug diglet Trio's- just give me a diglet i'm eating light today a hot oh, dog not, not diglet he's more like a potato I want to know what, what it looks like underneath. Have you ever seen the fan art of Doug Trio and Diglett where it's like a big muscly man underneath the ground? I've, I've seen that. I think my favorite version is his nose is actually an open mouth and like the little shine oh, is like yeah. one tooth. I've seen that too. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, all of the art is super cute. They have these little Pokeball mugs and I can't wait until the day the Pokemon company puts them out on their website because I will buy them in an instant. But, um, so the puzzle game, it's like, it has all these like little, um, I want to say like icons of different Pokemon in like this like little box arena and it has different kind of ingredients in there of like either whipped cream or um, oh, there's yeah. like chestnuts and uh they have like uh, eventually when you get to like making sandwiches they have like uh tomatoes and stuff and the objective is just to to satisfy the requirements of the recipe in however many moves it gives you so um if there's like a bunch of uh Pikachus and there's a bunch of different Eevees and you know all different kinds of Pokemon in there and you have you touch one and then you have to link them all up together and while you're moving them it has like a physics base to it so everything else is moving around and then um, when you run out of time it pops all the ones that you are able to connect together and to like bust out like um, like whipped cream or sugar cubes and that you have to hit them so many times by like putting icon like um matching icons around them so it's not like yeah it's like you move them around so it's not like a like a um match three game or anything like that it's i've never played anything like it it's just different i will say it it is a free game to play it does have micro transactions i have not seen any reason to buy them yet because but i am i only played it a little bit and uh I think probably later on I could see where the when the difficulty ramps up, you're probably going to want to like, I, I think it's probably encouraging people to spend money to buy like power ups that will like, like there's like sometimes you can get like these little symbols that drop down and it'll use the special move of whatever Pokemon server you're using. So like if you're using Char- Charmander, it'll like blow off an entire um, row of symbols by like he like shoots them with fire <laughs> and or like Eevee, it'll like like clear ones that are in a circle shape like he hits them with his paw it looks like a paw print and there's stuff like that so i think it's encouraged it'll probably later on encourage you to spend money to get power-ups power-ups but it's so 
easy and chill and relaxed. Like, it's a very, very um, just casual game that I don't really see any reason to spend money on it. So I, I haven't seen anything in there, like, collecting anything to the point where it's like, I... I want to spend money to collect things like there's like there's no like cards or you know pictures or anything like that and you get Pokemon servers by like when you serve Pokemon that come into your cafe um like the more times you serve them their um how much they like you will go up and then when it gets to max they want to work for you they like I you make this cute little server costume (laughs) (laughs) and I had like a a serp um oh what's his name um a, um, oh, what's his name? The like the whipped cream looking one. Oh, there's so many Pokemon. Oh my god, Sir Sir. Oh man, now my brain froze. I don't remember his name, but what a um, bad employee, <laughs> not even memorable enough. Some listeners are like, Mandy, it's Syrupmon. God, I think it's Sir Pluff. I'm gonna look. Oh my god, but um. Slur, slur puff. I'm sorry. I got the P, the L's and the, <laughs> I get them all backwards. Slur you? puff. Uh, he, like he has a little cherry on his head, but like the like the, his little like waiter hat is all the way up on top, and it's really cute. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I probably won't play it for very long. I played it and I was like, the art style is super cute. Mm-hmm. I think I've had my enough time with it i i don't really see any reason to dig too deep into it i'm guessing it's kind of like trying to cash on the like candy crush fans but i also don't see how it's i I would say candy crush is even harder than this is (laughs) i guess for kids it's a good game to have on your phone to waste time if you're ever like stuck somewhere and you're like i don't know what to do right now i guess i'll move some pokemon icons around (laughs) Good lord. Pokemon could literally could literally make a game that's about just nothing and it would be a huge hit. Just I mean, it's yeah. like the the brand the brand equity is so insane for Pokemon that it doesn't matter what it is, it'll be a, it'll be a success. It's crazy. It must be great to mm-hmm. own, it must be great to be the company that owns all the rights cuz it's like it's like no matter what we do, it's just going to print money. Yeah. Hmm. Were you going to say something Mason? Oh, I was just going to say Mandy's like, "Oh, this game is easy. I'm not going to pay anything." For in game, but you're like, oh, I'm definitely gonna get the merchandise, of course. Like, that's yeah, I an want easy that cup. one. <laughs> that mug is super cute. I would buy that. <laughs> I, I feel uh, like in all those kind of games, including like Candy Crush, it's usually an easy stretch of levels, and then there's one very hard one. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. oh, I was doing so well. If I just play a little bit now to get past this level, and it's like mm-hmm. the more of those like big stopping quote unquote boss levels that kind of yep. force people. So maybe it's on maybe we'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, it works. <laughs> they know who they're, uh, who's playing them. Old women. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the cutest picture of Char, Charizard in the cafe I've ever seen. He looks so happy. It's so cute, yeah. He is just Yeah, everything overjoyed. in there is adorable. Um, next, which I only played a little bit of today, just before we started, um, that was Neo Cab, and I got this on a Humble Bundle deal, and it's been on my watch list for a while because... When I was reading the synopsis and looking at it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, of uh, Valhalla Cy- Cyberpark Bartender. And I love that game. That is my favorite visual novel. So when I was looking this up and kind of reading about it, it reminded me of that. And this is by developer Chance Agency, who I've never heard of before. But um, yeah, it's you. It's story rich, cyberpunk uh, themed and uh, it's 
kind of like a visual novel where you play as Lena, who is the last, I don't know if she's the last, or maybe one of the last human cab drivers in this world where, you know, everyone, all of the other cabs are driven by robots. And so she's one of the last human ones. And uh, she just moved to, um, I think, a neon city in, I think, California. Uh, But she is moving in with an old friend who, when the last time they spoke, they had a big argument and they haven't spoken to each other for a while. Now she's like, I'm going to move to the city and um, I'm moving in with my old friends and I'm going to start working as a cab for hire. Uh, drive or cab driver for hire again and so you have like your little app and you go and you pick up people and the um you also they also have this this little invention that's kind of like a mood ring (laughs) where it's like a bracelet around your arm and it reads your mood and it has different colors uh depending on your mood and it'll be like green means that you are really happy and yellow means that you're either energetic or excited and then red means that you're super pissed off and there's like different shades of it as well like if you're just a little bit it's like orange if you're really pissed off it's deep red and then blue means like you're like you're um, either tired or sad and this will alert the passenger of what your current mood is so you are able to stay professional without blowing up on them but they can tell what uh what kind of mood you're currently in and uh everybody you pick up you're just learning a little bit more about this world and what's going on inside of it so um i picked up one woman who had all of this kind of cyber gear on she had like holograms all over her and then you find out that she's working for this company that um is basically taking over the world now and they're spying on everybody and she and she tells you that all of this gear that she has she starts asking really weird questions um like what are your views on this uh particular bill they're trying to pass and you're like why are you asking me these questions she's like oh i work for this company and it's recording all the information and sending it back to them and then your bracelet turns deep red and that's where i learned that your your character lena hates this company because they are really just dirty (laughs) like they're just uh, spying on everybody basically it's amazon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh so you're she uh is alerted to what your mood is and she'll turn all the gear off she's like i'm so sorry i didn't know that uh you were uncomfortable and then so it gives you the dialogue options of what to of like how you want your conversation with your passenger to go and then if you do a good job and you leave a good impression they'll leave you a good review and then they also pay you at the end of your ride and you have to manage your money and make sure that you have enough money for living expenses and also refuel, um, recharging your car. Sorry, they're like battery charged. And uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And um, it reminds me a lot of Cyberpark bun- Bartender where you work as a bartender and you just learn more about what's going on in this futuristic world uh, through the customers who come in. They talk about like, uh, politics and different kind of just things like new inventions and their lives and all kinds of stuff and I I love that shit so <laughs> it's interesting and I'm definitely going to keep playing it it's definitely a, a relaxing game to sit back and play maybe like before you go to bed or something <laughs> but yeah it's and like, that one's only like oh sorry it's like one of those games you can fall asleep to because that's what I love I, 
You Maybe. Ever, you ever like fall asleep with like a, with like a game controller in your hand and you just kind of just drift <laughs> off? Mm. I have this one on my PC. I know it's available on Switch. I don't know if it's available on anything else, but normally it's fifteen dollars. I don't know how long it is yet because I only just started. And uh, but right now on Steam, it's on sale, forty percent off till July 9th. and so it's only like nine dollars. But um, I don't know it's interesting. I'm definitely gonna play more of it. So what you're saying is you don't fall asleep in your bed, but you fall asleep playing it slumped over the keyboard. <laughs> and you wake up and there's <laughs> well, just like a I bunch of. I didn't say I fall asleep to it. <laughs> you... I play it before bed to chill out. <laughs> you wake up there's like a bunch of Z's on the keyboard. <laughs> and drool all over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, then the last game, which was probably my favorite on my list, was Astrologaster, which I got in a bundle. And this is by developer Nyam Yam. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> don't really say. Nyam Yam. But uh, this one is another casual indie game, kind of has a historical uh, feel to it, and it is a comedy game. I want to say the comedy is sort of like uh, Monty Python-esque, except I wouldn't say it gets as weird as Monty Python does. But uh, yeah, so you are a doctor named Simon Foreman, and you are in kind of, the, I think, sometime in the 1500s in England. Um, London specifically, and you are a doctor, but you're not a licensed doctor. <laughs> you are trying to help people with their ailments or even sometimes just advice through reading constellations. <laughs> so it's kind of part of the joke of it is that you're not a licensed medical doctor and they're trying to shut you down and then you have to try and help all of these uh, people who come to you to so that they send in letters of recommendation so you don't get shut down. <laughs> but uh, the visually, it's set up like a pop-up book. And when you like flip through different scenes, you have to like drag the right page over and then everything pops up. And yeah, the audio of it is so fantastic because like when you get into transition scenes when it's introducing a new patient, uh, everybody sings. <laughs> like the different lines about who this person is. It's, I don't know, it feels like Mighty Python to me. They're all singing about what the, this new customer. And then when you flip the page, it'll have them meet your doctor, Simon Foreman. And it feels like you're watching a play. The, uh, the, um, the voice, the voice actors are so fantastic. Like you could tell they got, like, I don't know if the Nyam Yam, the developers, are from based in Britain. I don't know if they are from London or, uh, you know, somewhere in England. But all of the voice actors, you can tell they have actual English accents. And they're not just, like, people trying to put on fake a accents. Like, they, the voice actors are so good in this game. <laughs> and uh, the way they uh, recorded it, it sounds like you're in an auditorium. So it's almost like you're watching a play happen. And the script is really good, too. <laughs> but uh, they'll come to you with some kind of uh, issue and then it'll go like when you flip the page it'll give you a pop-up of uh, kind of different constellations and it's, it's basically another visual novel where 
all you do is just choose things and see what happens. So it'll give you all these different signs. You have to read the signs or read the constellations to see what they mean for different options and then try to come up with the best solution to what they are uh, telling you. And I will tell you, my phone had so many weird searches. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw my mom yesterday and I'm like, oh, mom, look, I was looking up water liverworms. What are the symptoms of liverworms? Like, and I, I, let me tell you, you can definitely screw up in this game. And I screwed up some pretty big times for can, this one woman. Dear Google, can I play a trumpet out of my ass? <laughs> this one woman came up to me and basically, basically she just said that she is experiencing, um, a lot of bloating, like a lot of abdominal pain. And uh-huh. she was puking a lot. So I told her maybe she had liverworms and I gave her a potion to make her throw them up. It turns out she was just pregnant. <laughs> I fucked that one up a lot. She was eating too many Doug Trio sandwiches. Yeah, it was all those Doug Trios. <laughs> but so I fucked that one up a lot. She came back later like, actually, I was just pregnant. Thank you very much for telling me that. I was like, oh, shit. So my uh, approval rating with her went way down. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I was just thinking of the time. I'm like, I'm sure she has liverworms. Nope, she didn't. <laughs> so I fucked that up. How did your but, approval not go to zero? Like, I mean, she's like, I, she, she messed up in the worst way possible. But eh, <laughs> she like wore a lab coat. She was probably OK. She came back for other advice and I helped her the second time so yeah I mean it's interesting it's a lot of fun I'm having fun with it I'm curious to see what happens I'm not I haven't finished it I don't know how long it is it seems pretty long because they come back multiple times so uh yeah um I got one woman to give me a recommendation the others i'm working on so we'll see hopefully they won't shut me down you have like a ton of malpractice insurance uh not yeah 1500 malpractice insurance it's called not getting guillotined oh my god (laughs) it it does help also to know a little bit about the history around that time because what like sometimes they'll come to you with uh religious advice like one woman um was saying that she was a Catholic, but she wanted to practice. But of course, at the church she goes to, that uh, she didn't think that she'd be able to. And I told her to hide it because if you know anything about that time, <laughs> you don't want her to get executed. So, <laughs> or, uh, you know, have the, the queen figure out what's going on. So uh, I think I, her approval with her went up. So hopefully I gave her the right advice. <laughs> I, will, I will pay for my malpractice insurance and chicken feed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, normally it's $10, which is not much at all for a game of this size, I think. And um, I know it's available on Steam. I think it's on iOS as well which is awesome, so you can just play it anywhere. And uh, on Steam right now, until July 9th, it's on sale for uh, $6, so it's like 40% off. So, yeah. Hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's it's normally $10, not $9. Sorry. These price tags are not something that I am familiar with. It's like... Yeah, you can, I love cheap games. Well, yeah, you cannot buy a, a $9 game on the on PlayStation Network. <laughs> it doesn't exist. If you do, it's like some really bad game that's like on a sale from, you know, that no one's ever heard of it. 
man. <laughs> but yeah. Well, Mandy's getting her game on. Yeah, um, I'm still playing Monster Hunter, and I'm planning on playing all day next Saturday. And I decided I'm going to start playing Breath of the Wild again. I played a lot of it when it first came out, and then I fell off of it, and I never finished it. So I kind of want to just finish it now, so we'll see. Okay. I have to budget my time between, like, five different games. Well, you better you better get, like, a planner and start blocking out time. I so. do. Oh, okay. Not really. Well. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I just you, give you, them all a little bit of a time every day. <laughs> you had me going there. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, shall we move on to Mason? Yeah, I'm ready. I thought you fell asleep there for a second. I was like, What's No, I, I was. I, I mean, I wouldn't be the one who was just talking to have anything else to add. So, um, yeah, a quick comment before I get into my non-game discussion. The game that I will be talking next week on Hobby Addicts is actually on sale right now on Steam. It's Hyperlight Drifter. Oh, I've heard of that. Um, it's oh, like yeah, eight bucks too. on Steam, and uh, the I'll say why it's really good later. But uh, check it out. I think the sale ends on July 9th, So if you're interested, it's also in the humble bundle deal. Yes. That's where I got it. So I uh, I've, I'm really liking it so far. So I'm excited to talk about it next week. Okay, now time for dumb, boring, not game talk. So if you only came for that, <laughs> you can leave. Um, First up, I've been reading a book I know, lame nerds, called A Hundred Years of Solitude. Mm. And it is really amazing. It's so much better than I anticipated. This is like one of those classic books that everyone is like highly recommends and like is one of like the the defining works of, you know, modern literature. And it's a uh, really good. It takes it tells a story about a lineage of this family it's kind of like jojo you know it's like got seven generations of this family seven or eight as they like live in this town this like fantasy town in columbia and just like jojo the hardest part about this book is the names so let me let me read off some of the names that these people have and this is all <laughs> the same family you ready oh yeah bring it on you have jose arcadio jose arcadio arcadio uh, Jose Arcadio Segundo, Jose what? Arcadio, you have Aureliano, you have Aureliano, you have Aureliano Jose, you have Aureliano Segundo, you have another Aureliano, you have another Aureliano, you have uh, Ursula, you have an Amaranta, you have an Amaranta Ursula, um, and you have a couple other like repeat names in there. So they repeat names How the hell all do the you time. keep them straight? Well, it helps that some of them keep on dying, so you only have oh. to remember which ones are alive and not, but like it is... It takes a little while to remember, like, which one you're talking about. Like, there's a whole, like, family tree on, like, the first page of the book. And I constantly have to, like, flip back and be like, ah, which, which, which Aureliano are we talking about today? But, um, it's, it's such a good book. It's amazing. Like, it's, it's written with, like, this magic realism where, like, kind of supernatural things happen, which are just ordinary things to these people. But because they're kind of, like set apart from the world and society like they kind of have their own like superstitions and how they see things and like supernatural things are d described very ordinary but things like ice for example just blow their minds and they will like freak out in the streets about this ice because it's such a new invention that it, like changes the game so it's kind of it's super just amazing and i feel like a lot of books when they describe something they go on for way too long like if you read token like he'll describe like 
a meal that like the hobbits will eat and it will go on for pages of describing how the sausage was cooked and how the eggs were fried and how this and that like and it's just like becomes just too noisy it becomes too excessive and the the way this book describes things is like so short and like precise but like paints like the most vivid picture regardless and for example i there's this one um description of a body and it's so brief but it paints it so well that i was like i need to share this so it is a little gross so bear with me while i find it it's so this gross. <laughs> It just it's like a it's a gross image, but it's it, oh. it works so well. So this this captain, he kills someone else in town. And the person that this captain killed was like beloved by a lot of people. So people are very angry with the captain. And to take it out on him, they kind of just kill him in retaliation. And it says, um, more than 400 men had filed past the theater and discharged their revolvers into the abandoned body of the captain. The patrol had to use a wheelbarrow to carry the body, which was heavy with lead and fell apart like a water-soaked loaf of bread. God. Ew. And I'm like, ah. like in one sentence, like describing it like a, just the watery dripping bread, it's just like captures it so well. This that sounds delicious. That's all. That's it. And they move on. And people die out of left field, out of nowhere. And this is not like a gruesome, violent book. I just picked this chapter because it was very funny. But it's it's so engaging. And I have learned so many fancy new words from this book that I am excited to share. Have you ever heard of the word retinue? Uh, yeah, that's like a group of people that follow you or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a bunch of advisors. How about daguerreotype? Mm, I don't know about that one. How about palliative? Pal- How about what stropping? About stropping. How about exequy? Yeah, stropping is like the piece of leather that you use to sharpen your razor, like when you shave in olden times. <laughs> there's like arabesque. There's a tinerant. Arabesque. There's, that's like a dance or something. Arabesque is like a, um, I think it's like the shapes, the like intertwining like diamonds of oh. like an ornamental like pieces of work that kind of like flower outward like symmetrically interesting there's several pieces of like classical music called an arabesque so i, I think i think an arabesque is also a ballet oh, okay posture as well, well so you're I'll not far off it. there's parasism there's temerity there's just so many good words that i use and i was so excited every time i found one and uh i don't know it was just super engaging i would i would just go outside because I'm working from home and we'd get these nice summer days and I would just sit out there and the wind would be blowing and the pages would be like fighting to stay down. It was just so peaceful and so engaging and it was nice to get away from a computer screen for a little while. So uh, if you want something new to read, I highly recommend 100 Years of Solitude. I'm really digging it. I know Enzo has read it in the past and liked it and there you go. At least take his word for it. Reading? What is that? I know. Disgusting. It's like what a visual novel without all the extra stuff. Um, so then the other thing I did uh, for Hobby Addicts this week is I went to Chicago. Uh, a listener, a very nice listener who actually was on Does Mitsugi's Mom Know, is on his way to... Ooh. He's moving to Denver. He's going to be your uh, neighbor, Mitch. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, uh, well, everyone, everybody's trying to move to Denver these days. All, all the cool kids. And uh, yeah. him and his girlfriend came through town, and I met up with them, and we walked around Chicago, and they were so nice. They were troopers. I dragged them through eight miles of cityscape where everything was closed. Like, <laughs> it was like every building, every view, almost everything worth showing was like under construction or closed off from the sickness or just like just there was everything was terrible but it was kind of unique because the the city felt like dead like it was a beautiful saturday just a little bit of wind like not too hot not chilly or anything it was just perfect and it felt like like a tuesday like it was like there was like an airy silence like you would turn a street and like no one was there like the buildings themselves were like oh it's kind of awkward like their very foundations were just like vibrating it was just like this hum of like absence it was very strange and uh we walked for like nine to ten miles and they were troopers i just dragged them up and down i was like oh check this oh you can't see it never mind oh let's go to this thing we'd walk a mile actually never mind it's closed and it was uh it was fun nonetheless so it was nice to get out nice to see the city and I don't think I'll ever see it this empty again until like the inevitable like zombie apocalypse where everything is in ruins. <laughs> oh boy. We, we saw a lot of dogs, so that's that became our our activity of choices. Just if we dog. couldn't see just Yeah, dogs. we would just count the dogs. We saw like the Benjamin Button of dogs, like this really small, cute dog, but had like this mustache, like goatee, like puff of fur around it, so it looked like it was way older. Uh, then we saw like a dog park and all flipped out and we were found like the, uh, what is it? Heterochromatia? What is it where you have like eyes of two different colors? Oh, cr um, chromio something. Yeah. Something, something like that. We saw like a great Husky that had like two different colored eyes and it was very majestic. So we, we had a good time nonetheless. So props to, uh, props to them for coming through and putting up with me for a couple hours. Props for the dogs for populating the streets while people are gone. Exactly. It's what we needed. It's what we needed. We're just going to have dogs out there with like monocles having tea and, you know, dogs throwing frisbees back and forth together in the park. Totally unsupervised, mind you. I mean, come on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Wow. So those are, those are the two things I've been up to. I mean, I'll talk video games next week. Been watching, finally got Netflix. So watching a bunch of movies and stand up comedians and. That's always interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> There's not a whole lot here going on either. We're going to climb Mount Sherman next week, uh, which is going to be pretty easy. It's uh, kind of a baby. I mean, none of them are really easy, but they're, they come in <clears throat> various levels of challenge. So the standard route of Mount Sherman is only a hair over five miles round trip. So <laughs> it's really not that really – <clears throat> and only 2,100 feet of elevation, which is like a joke. So mm -hmm. it'll be a, it'll be it'll be like half the effort of what we went through, Mason, if if that. So it'll be uh, it'll be pretty easy. Check mark check that one off the list. So yeah, so you'll be hearing about that next week, I think. And I wanted to play Near Automata and and Horizon Zero Dawn both before Ghost of Tsushima came out, but. I just don't think that's going to happen considering <coughs> time is running out and this hospital game is just he's sucking up way more time. And at this point, I'm kind of planning on platinuming this, the hospital game. So it's not really all that hard of one. So I might as well just go in there and grab it while I can. So 
What do you have like three weeks until ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, about exactly like like exactly three weeks. So I mean, assuming nothing happens. I mean, I guess I guess uh do we have any reviews out for it yet? I guess probably probably we don't, but No, I I'm think it's a little early. Good. Hoping it's good, so all right, well, you know, we don't have to take the whole time. We could actually just start the main podcast on time for like what? once What? You ever. wouldn't dare. <laughs> let's just do it, you know, like, let's be crazy. So, all right, guys. Be bold. Well, we have, we have a very interesting podcast coming up because we're going to be going through the summer lineup, and these are always my favorite episodes. So, looking forward to that a lot. But thanks for tuning into Hobby Addicts, and please go listen to our extra, our other content as well. We're going to have a hentai episode for you as well this week. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Go read a book.